Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 73. We are closing up Hebrews 11. Love it, love this it. This has been our season two focus. And so the verses we're kind of covering are the 32 through 40 to the end of the chapter. We're going to peek a little into yeah. Hebrews 12. Absolutely, but. absolutely. So, so um, let, me, let me ask you this. What, what would it feel like or what... not like that at all. I can actually, a couple examples of this. So Carolyn, not a very common name. And growing up in the eighties, everything was monogrammed. Like, do you remember that? You'd go to the, every gas station yeah. had mugs with names on them or pencils and everybody had things with names on them. You want to know how many times Carolyn was on something? How many? Not very many. <laughs> I would go to the amusement park and look and look, no Carolyn, or it wouldn't be, or it'd be Caroline instead of Carolyn. Not to mention that my last name is also a female's first name. So Kirsten, I get called so sorry. This is really bringing up a lot, Marvin. <laughs> we, can, we can talk afterwards. Okay, and, and, I think yeah. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that is, uh, names are so personal. Yeah. They connect identity. They connect a lot of things. And so if someone forgot my name or they didn't remember my name or um, they didn't, they, they misspoke my name. That would just make me feel really kind of sad, but also a little angry, like, like get my name right. Like you, that kind of thing. And, yeah, and yet our, our names are important to they're us. They're very, very important. Well, except if you're the last people in the book of Hebrews, wow. if you're, you're kind of bringing up the rear in the, in the, Hebrews chapter 11, mm-hmm. we, we talk about a group of people who we don't know their names. And, and yet the writer of Hebrews said they were like some of the most important people in biblical history. And, and yet they weren't clamoring for people to remember their name, at least as far as we know. And the Hebrew writer just simply said, like, there's a whole bunch of people that now, now we've talked about a lot of people with names David and Abraham and Isaac and talked about Joseph and we talked about Samuel last episode we talked about a number Deborah and Barak we talked about a number of different individuals they had names they had places in scripture and yet we actually get to this last part and mm-hmm. and they just kind of like and there were a lot of other people and but without uh, without names, and so so that's who we're talking about today. Yes, and um, so let's let's kind of jump in uh, with this with this group. Yeah. So while they are nameless, they are very faith filled. Yeah, I the love descriptions it. of these people, um, you know, picking up in thirty three, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions. Hello, quench the fury of the flames, escape the edge of the sword. Now we're getting kind of scary even. <laughs> Whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. And, and it just continues. The one thing about them being nameless, though, I think it does open it up for us to more identify, perhaps. You know, okay, that's that was Joseph's story. We know his story. We know what he did, how he believed in God. The namelessness does open it up a little bit to, for us to even maybe relate 
because I think we can Absolutely. relate to the fact that the Christian life is not an easy one. Absolutely. Now, I have not had to um, shut the mouths of lions, thankfully. I don't know what I would do about that or routing foreign armies. But I have sure faced time of opposition yeah. or when it felt like everything was coming at me and I didn't know what to do. We, we know Jesus says multiple times, in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that part's a given. And so to see people who faced opposition, faced hardship, but still were faith-filled is encouraging to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this, is a, this is one of those pictures where, um, where it, it demonstrates these narratives, these people's lives, they demonstrate that um, the triumphs of faith might seem like the defeat of faith. Mm. And yet throughout it all, we see that uh, these defeats were only apparent, not real. Uh, I think it's a lesson for us, as you mentioned, that um, uh, what looks like defeat, uh, God actually turns it into victory for us. We see, it, we see this in the crucifixion and the resurrection. It looked like defeat, looked like Jesus had lost, but the third day Jesus, um, he rises again uh, victoriously. And so we, 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 get to, we get to draw out of that a little bit is that, yes, we're suffering now, there's opposition now, and what you're going through might look like defeat, and it might even feel like defeat, but that's what, that's what faith is all about. We're yeah. trusting that this is not the end, that God has something more planned for us, whether it is giving us strength in the midst of the opposition or whether he is delivering us supernaturally from the opposition. We trust a God who we can't always see the end, but we do know that he does he does develop us through all of these things and we can trust, we can trust him. Mm -hmm. And we see in this passage, there are, there are at least 12 different kinds of persecutions and sufferings and endured by the people of faith. Um, I mean, including being ostracized from homes and countries. Um, and I love what the text says, and the world was not worthy of them. Mm -hmm. And again, they don't have names, they don't have position, they don't have power, and yet um, they, they carried the weight. They carried this weight, the weight of heaven, and that these individuals were better than kings. Uh, they were better than princes, and yet they did not sit on a throne, and yet heaven looked at them and said, yeah, you, you're... The world is not worthy of you. Mm -hmm. And um, and so these faith-filled people, I think, are great examples for us that, um, that we can endure persecution, we can endure hardship, and yet um, and God empowers us in the midst of that to, um, to, to be examples for those who are struggling and those who are going through all kinds of things. Yeah. I do want to get a, give a shout out to one of our sister podcasts on our Trinity Network, Record of Our Forebears, because okay. it is these, it's not stories from the Bible, but it is those, it is inspirational stories of people we, well, who may be nameless. They have names in the <laughs> stories, but you may not have known their names. Right, right. And the reason we love those stories and find those um, examples inspiring, whether it's these descriptions here in Hebrews 11 or the stories from that podcast is because of that, um, well, I'll say the opposite. 
if everything goes super well for someone, that's not very relatable because we know life is hard. Um, Or if somebody faces hardship and just does it super great by themselves, like that's not relatable. So these kinds of stories are because, because we know life is hard. And to see that someone is walking through that filled with faith, um, that is inspiring to me personally to say, okay, God is there. I can believe God, you know, the theme of our whole podcast, I can believe God and that he will be with me in whatever it is yeah. that I'm facing. See, you, you, you said something that I think um, we, we probably want to tease out a little bit. Uh, you talk about the, um, the, the namelessness, you talk about the hardship. What makes this even more incredible that these individuals that we're talking about in Hebrews 11... God had given them promises. Yeah. He had given them promises and they never saw the promises come to fruition. Now, again, for me, if, if, if God gives me a promise, I want to see it. I want to see at least a glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. And these people were given promises and yet they continue to believe even though they didn't see the promise. They walked, they uh, they lived in caves and they were sawn in two and literally they went through all kinds of hardship. And yet what made them continue to believe in a promise that they couldn't see? Yeah. And to me, that is the most, one of the most incredible things about these individuals that, um, that I think I want to take, um, use their example for my own life because God has given promises and I'm like, God, where is it? And, and I think for me, I get tired and, and I, I get frustrated and I'm saying, why should I keep going if I can't see the gift of the promise that you've given me? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, I think that's where a lot of believers are. Like, I want to see the, the big, the big thing that God does that, yeah. that lets me know that I should keep going. Yeah. And, I, and so you're referencing verses 39 and then on to 40, um, where it doesn't make sense to our logical ways. Like, okay, yeah, wow. These people are amazing. And what? None of them received what had been promised. Like, yeah, yeah. but they did all this, yeah. you know, and, and yet they don't receive what's been promised. But then verse 40 says, God had planned something better for Love us it. so that only together with us would they be made perfect. That's something better. Yeah. Let's talk about that phrase a little bit because I think that is powerful because for sure we think, wow, you you know, quenched fire, you fought <laughs> armies, you should have something pretty amazing coming to you. Right, right. But they didn't receive what was promised but God had something better. And I think often we can say, man, this should equal this, or this should lead to this. Um, And there's not straight lines and there's not equal equations. Um, I heard Priscilla Shire years ago talk about when she prays for something, particularly a heart, you know, someone who's ill and she prays for their healing or something better. Which I can't even imagine what that, you know, we have our idea of, well, it would be 
this would be the best resolution to right. that situation. Exactly. exactly. Um, if I'm out of a job, then I should get a better job than what I had before. That is something better in their mind. And yes, we have an idea of what we think, yeah. but just that openness to God, you, your ways are not my ways. There is something better. And I'm just going to trust you with yeah. and, that. And this blows up our thinking about what the something better is. Yeah. These, these people didn't return to their homes. They, they, they lost family members and friends because of their faith. They, they lost their lives because of their faith. So the something better, um, it, it can't be replacing what they already had. I, I think the something better is, is that um, my, my faith in Jesus led me into the presence of God where there are joys forevermore. And again, we, we think that, oh, that's a, that's a trite little statement. Oh, heaven. And yet I think sometimes we, we lose sight of the weight of heaven. Mm -hmm. We lose sight of the, um, of the weight of being in the presence of God, where, uh, where there is, uh, forever healing, where we get, you know, more than houses and, and we, get more than what we lost. And so I think there's this sense where these individuals got the something better, the something better of heaven, yeah. which um, I, this just reminds me, you know, maybe there's a prayer that we pray, God help me to long for heaven. Not, and, and not to not, we're not talking about escapism, Right. Because there's a there's a difference. There's like, okay, I just want to get out of this world and go to heaven and get rid of the suffering. But, but there's a longing in my heart, not only to go to heaven, to spend eternity uh, with God, but also the longing of heaven right here on earth, because there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. We get an opportunity to be ambassadors of that new heaven here. Mm -hmm. And I think when we stop longing for it, we stop working for it here um, where, we, where we live. And so I think that's something better is heaven, yes, in the presence of God, but I believe also uh, something better even as we prepare to spend eternity with God here, right here on the earth. Yeah, that's right. That brings us to the end of Hebrews 11. But let's remember that the chapters and verses are things that were put in by translators to just help put things in logical order because there's a very important next word at the beginning of chapter 12, Therefore, therefore, and I once heard a teacher say what to, when you're reading the Bible, ask what the therefore is there for. So if we just started reading with chapter 12, well, the therefore is means all of chapter 11, what we have just spent this podcast season talking about these people, their stories, their faith, their belief. And it's kind of the now what for us. So what is that? Therefore, therefore, it says, Reverse. therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all those people we were just talking about, and let's remember, not perfect people. We had That's some right. pretty crazy stories we've Absolutely. told. These Absolutely. are not people yeah. that did everything right all the time by any stretch. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'll stop there. So that's <laughs> great the verse. First two great, great verse. Yeah. And I, I do think that is, we want that to be our takeaway. Here we have heard these stories of these imperfect people. They are, and I'm just picturing it, 
that great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. They, with their bumbles and their mistakes and their repeated sins and all the rest, they, they know what we're going through. And then our job is to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I think it's interesting that those are listed separate, separately. It's not just sin that gets us in trouble. There may be good things that hinder us, but we put too much focus on. Yep. Um, and running our race, the race that's marked out for each one of us. And and if you, um, you know, if, if we're those individuals at the end of chapter 11 who um, you, we, we sensed a promise for God, from God, and we've not, um, we've, it's not materialized, we've not realized it yet. Uh, man, chapter 12 uh, says, keep running. Mm-hmm. Um, don't stop. Uh, don't stop running. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop walking with Jesus, even though you can't see the promise right now. Whatever that thing is or those things are that keep you from walking and living faithfully, trusting God in the midst of pain, trusting God in the midst of darkness, trusting God in the midst of persecution and suffering, the writer says, keep going, keep going and don't stop. And even if you're taking little baby steps, take those baby steps. And that might look like, you know, you're not reading an entire chapter of the Bible. Maybe it's a verse that you're reading. Um, Maybe, you know, if you have not been to a worship gathering in a while, maybe it is returning to just say, I'm going to start, you know, attending the gathering once more. And that may be once a month right now. That's, I mean, just taking those little steps to say, I am going to keep going even when I feel like giving up. I'm going to keep running even when I want to stop. So many times when I'm, when I'm running, um, I'll trick my mind, at least I try to trick my mind. My body wants to stop. And I, I say, you can, you can do another minute. You, you can do, Marvin, you can run another minute. And so I just start counting down from, you know, 60 to, to one. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to one, I'm saying, you can do another minute. And I find myself doing five and another 10 minutes and another 15 minutes. And I think it's kind of the same way. And our encouragement to you is you can do another minute. You can run another minute with Jesus. And that one minute will turn into two. That two minutes will turn into five. And that five will turn into, like, I just want to keep running. Mm -hmm. I want to keep running with him. And so that's our encouragement. Even though you're struggling, it's dark. It's, it's, you know, there's suffering and persecution and ridicule, all of those things. Uh, The writer of Hebrews says, keep faithing in God. Keep trusting in God. Even when your hands get weak your legs get weak, you can run another minute and, uh, and watch God strengthen you to run another minute and another minute and another minute until there's delight and joy in the run, the run with Jesus. And that's exactly what we can believe about God and, and ourselves yeah, from right. this passage, <laughs> yeah, yeah. even the whole thing as we wrap this up. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Run with perseverance, fix our eyes on Jesus, yeah. that race that he has for us. Now, we are at the end of Hebrews 11, but we're going to do six more episodes with this season um, that will be following this one, looking at some lesser known people. They didn't make the list. They didn't make the list. But but they are people that um, do this very thing that these people do. They are filled with faith. They may not be as well known. They didn't make the list, but 
Each week, we'll next six ones. Next six weeks, we will talk about different ones coming up. And each of those, um, they they have exciting stories in their own right, and we can't wait to um, uh, let you hear about them. That's right. Thank you, friends, for listening. We will hear you hear from you next week. Bye.